The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Hard to believe we are halfway through November. In the next hour, going to give you a great sample of the way Annex operates, thinks, and does business with you and on behalf of our clients. A little bit later, we're going to talk about the Annex Wealth Management 2022 Tax Reference Guide. It's out. It's available for a free download at our website. Ask Annex is on the way with a bunch of interesting questions, including somebody that says, listen, I saw this on TikTok. Is this for real? So we're going to investigate that. And toward the end of the show, if your world is one of stock options and NUA and high-level tax planning and deferred compensation, that's why Annex Executive exists. You're going to find out more a little bit later on in the show. My name is Danny Clayton, joined in the studio today by Jason Cooper, a trader and research analyst. Welcome. Thanks for having me. And Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management, welcome to you. Yeah, thanks, Danny. And let me please start with Happy Veterans Day on Friday. No doubt about we are so happy for the freedoms that we enjoy. And I can tell you, lots of people in my family, including my father, who was a World War II vet, Danny. No kidding. Yep, yep. So the, really happy about uh, everything you, that, that... And you had a nephew that was a Marine? Yeah, we've right? got yeah, a lot of Actually, family members. the Marines will tell you. They're still a Marine. Marine. Always still a Marine. Still a Marine, yes. And now in law enforcement, yes. But no doubt about it. So let's start there. And of course, let's transition to a rally that happened throughout the week, including Thursday, landed on the list of the best returns in the last 70 years. That 5.5 move on Thursday put it at 15th all time. It was a big one. And I think the market really reacted to that inflation print. Inflation coming in softer than expected and continuing its downward trajectory. The market had been pricing in 50-50 odds that we would get either 50 or 75 basis points in hikes this December, but that softer print led to an 80% likelihood of only 50 basis points. Moreover, the terminal Fed funds rate is now down to a range of 475 to 500 basis points, down an entire hike from 500 to 525. Right. What I would stress is directionality is important here. This is the first time this year where a CPI report led the market to price in a more dovish Fed. The market is constantly pricing in new information. And if the economy softens or inflation continues to surprise to the downside, it's possible that December is the last hike. Then we'll have to take a look because, of course, that 75 basis point hike that we did see in November was widely expected. And as Jason points out, Danny, we saw a 50 basis point. It seems to be the number. We'll have to see what happens into January. But, folks, this is all coming around the idea that the Federal Reserve is trying to dampen demand. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but that's exactly what they're doing. And by dampening demand, what they do is they raise interest rates, which slows down buying in certain industries, which you would think would hurt companies' profitability. So we're going to have to watch that. The market's reaction, however, was interesting because it wasn't just the Fed and perhaps a slowing of the Fed, but we watched the U.S. dollar. 
Oh, yeah. We watched that very closely. And the dollar was down 3.5% between Thursday and Friday, a massive move, and it broke an uptrend formation that had been in place since January. And Dave, to your point, when we think about a strong dollar, what does that mean for earnings? It means weaker earnings on a go-forward basis for these multinational companies. And let me just jump in, Jason, and have you explain why that is with the movement of the dollar, why that hurts profitability, especially of U.S. multinationals. Absolutely. So if you are a company that has sales in Europe and they are selling at the general price level, they're effectively earning income in Europe. And when that income is then translated back into U.S. dollars, they're losing purchasing power. And as a result, the dollar-denominated returns enjoyed by shareholders is effectively lower. Yeah, so we always watch the U.S. dollar, not only for that very reason, because a lot of S&P companies, for example, derive a large percentage of their revenue overseas. And of course, folks, commodities, most commodities in the world are priced in U.S. dollars. And of course, we all know what that means for energy prices, because of course, energy is a commodity. That is the reason why you need to go through your portfolio and make sure that you your asset allocation is lined up with the realities of today. You know, if you thought Thursday was maybe that we're out of the woods, I think the opinion would be just wait, Yeah, folks. well, yeah, we'll have to wait. And, yeah. I, and I think uh, we'll talk about that in the next segment, of course, what we think this really is, if it's a bear market rally or the beginning of a new bull market. Right, folks. What you want to do is you want to get prepared. You want to get prepared for between now and the end of the year. You want to get prepared for 2023 for sure. And then really beyond, that's the way we work with investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. That is everything that Annex Wealth Management does for our clients. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Quick reminder, the Week in Review available on demand this weekend. Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, in our Axiom newsletter on Sunday mornings, or in Spotify at the top of the hour. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, November 13th. Going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button if we can help. A couple of things you can do is sign up for the Axiom, our free weekly newsletter. We're on social media like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, with a lot of great instructional videos that Annex Wealth Management produced. SWAT podcast that's really good comes out on Mondays with the Annex Wealth Management team. So investigate us. Look into us if you are looking for a fee-only fiduciary partner. I'm Danny Clayton, Jason Cooper, trader and research analyst in the studio. Dave Spano is president and CEO. These guys were talking during the commercial break and they, you know, they're just talking about things in general and they looked at each other and said, This is complicated. It is complicated, and that was what we're trying to do, folks, is take a very complicated topic and make it understandable. And, of course, you know, when we're talking about international economies and the U.S. dollar, that certainly has an effect on what's in your portfolio. And I think about, for example, the difference between even the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 returns. And we look at, the, for example, what's called the market cap weighted. That is what the S&P 500 is. One of the reasons why you're seeing a divergence from the Dow Jones. Can you please explain? 
explain that. For a market cap weighted index, just think of a company like Amazon, assign it a $1 trillion market capitalization. And if the S&P 500 is $20 trillion in market cap, then the weight of Amazon would be one divided by 20 or effectively 5%. Yeah, that's right. And imagine the movement that that would have on an index. And then you go and take a look at the Dow Jones, which is not market cap weight. In other words, the biggest companies don't have an overweight. And you look through some of the components in the Dow that are doing very well, led by Chevron, for example, in the energy market, up over 50%. But then Merck and Amgen and Caterpillar and McDonald's, all of those are not tech companies, but at the bottom of that Dow Jones are tech companies. And that is the reason why diversification matters. But I do want to come back to what you were talking about at the end of last segment. And that is, of course, the economy and the effect that the U.S. dollar has around the world. It's a very significant effect when you think about it from a corporate earnings perspective, but also significant when you think about what it means from like a commodity perspective. And we were talking about the effectively dueling nature, that's what the investment team has named it, the dueling nature between China and the Federal Reserve with the Fed trying to clamp down on demand, whereas China now is looking to potentially reopen. And the big news Friday was that China is looking to ease some of its lockdown requirements. Well, what does this mean? For a population of 1.4 billion people, they effectively had 25% of that population locked down. Now, as those lockdowns start to ease, effectively an entire United States is coming back on and they're going to want to consume just like they did prior to the lockdown. Right. Can so, I mean, just jump in. So 25%, of course, over a billion two, that is approximately the population of the United States. That is an interesting perspective. When you see them wanting to return to normal, what does that mean? That means that they want to go out and eat. They want to buy some of the electronic equipment that they maybe hadn't purchased. They just want to experience life like normal people do. And you saw that phenomenon in the United States when we had our reopening you know, at the end of 2020 and definitely into 2021. And what did it do? It led to a spike of inflation. So you think about the dueling nature now between the Fed trying to clamp down on demand while at the same time China's reopening. And the interesting thing that we saw on Thursday was the dollar go down between Thursday and Friday, 3.5%. Well, that's very inflationary. So you have China's mandate now conflicting with the Fed's mandate. And it seems as if the market is starting to price the prospect of potentially higher inflation as you see real assets and other beneficiaries of higher inflation rally in this market. And that is what we've been talking about, folks, for well over a year, that some of this inflation is going to be stickier and above the mandate that the Federal Reserve has put forward at 2%. That is going to be a heavy lift for them, and they're going to have to think about where they really want to get to, because a lot of this inflation, folks, is going to be stuck in wages and in rents and in other parts of the economy. So that is a heavy lift, and that means that the Fed is going to be with us into 2023. And that, of course, is going to have an effect on your portfolio. This is the time, ladies and gentlemen, to go through and get a second set of eyes on your portfolio and make sure it's aligned with your financial plan. Yeah, Dave, you mentioned 2023, and it sounds like it's going to be a doozy. Folks, if you are investing, but you're not doing retirement planning, if you are doing your taxes and you think you've got a fairly good idea of what you're doing there, and maybe you've got a simple will, that's not a plan. Investment planning, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning need to work together. They need to fit. It needs to be a well-oiled machine, and we can help. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. Find out. Find out if there is a difference between Annex Wealth Management and the advisor that you might be working with. 
fill out that contact form, click that Get Started button. This is the time, and Annex is ready. Our 2022 tax reference guide is out. It's available as a free download. It's really useful. Next up, we're going to dig deeper on how it can help you this tax season. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, Team Segments, Planning Topics, including Investments, Retirement, Tax, and Estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Taxes are a sore spot for many. Nobody loves paying them, but sometimes even worse is doing them. Tables, calculations, detail. There's a reason tax preparation services are popular, but... There are people to which taxes are a source of delight. Maybe not paying them, but working on them. And for them, taxes may be a joyous puzzle and every challenge is welcomed and celebrated. They exist, and we've got two of them with us today. Making her very first appearance on the show is Tanya Sinha, CPA and Manager of Tax Planning at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Hey, Danny. Thank you for having me on the show. Was I right? Are numbers and taxes and all that something you take great pleasure in working on? I definitely do, Danny. What I think is that tax planning is thinking all about outside the box. Tax laws are constantly changing. The tax strategies which are appropriate for one client might not be even advisable for others. Funny thing is that even the tax strategies which are appropriate for one year for the same client might not be applicable to them next year. Well, then it is very good to have you on the team. Also joining us is Eric Strom, financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Eric. Hello, Danny. Thanks for having me. So we got both of you here today to talk about the 2022 Tax Reference Guide from Annex Wealth Management. It's multiple pages and then a dual-sided guide that kind of looks like one of those play-calling sheets a football coach would have on the sideline. Tanya, you're the author. This thing is packed. What's the best way for people to use this as a reference? Well, Danny, we have tried to incorporate all the updates for year 2022. In fact, IRS has come out with few adjusted numbers for 2023, so those numbers are included as well. All these adjusted amounts can help with year-end tax planning for 2022 and to start planning for 2023 as well. Eric, as the leader of the financial planning team, I'm guessing the 2022 tax reference guide from Annex Wealth Management, that's a year-round resource, not just when preparing yearly taxes? Yeah, that's right. Because Danny, certain strategies are beginning of the year strategies. Things like qualified charitable distributions, Roth IRA contributions, those are all beginning of the year. Then you have certain strategies that are more year-end strategies. And then other strategies are good for when the market's down. And so as you can see, this is a year-round guide. There's lots of strategies in there that are applicable to different situations and different times. So just good to be educated and know what's out there. What would be the best way for somebody to use this? They download this thing and then just kind of digest it, use it as reference? Tax law is written in pencil. It's always changing. The U.S. tax code itself is actually about 7,000 pages long. So there's so much information out there. We've tried to condense and boil down to applicable and relevant items that are news you can use. So reading over this guide should hopefully give you different ideas to think about and ponder 
might these be applicable to me in my financial situation? Tanya, I was impressed. Very serious guide you put together. It does have a lot of useful information. Like Eric said, you know, there is so much which goes into tax laws. It's hard to memorize. Even we have, as tax planners, we have to refer that this guide. For example, if you're planning to do a Roth conversion, the deadline is going to be December 31st of 2022. But if you're planning to contribute to any retirement accounts, the due date is same as tax filing due date, which is going to be April 18th of 2023. If you're filing for extension due date for contribution is still going to be April 18, 2023, except if you are contributing for SEP IRA. See? See how confusing it gets? This just flows from you. Taxes are very complex. They are. They are. And you love them, don't you? We try. <laughs> you know, I can vouch for Tanya. She really does love taxes. I can, I see it in her eyes. Eric, with your knowledge and experience, I'm going to bet we'll use this from time to time. Yes, we are using our own guides. If you look at Tanya's shelf or my shelf, we have tax books and tax books because taxes are complicated, always changing, and very important to use checklists. And from the planning side, for us, we are always using different references to make sure that we are checking all the boxes for every client. So, Tanya, before we let you go, anything at the top of the list when we start to work on 2022 taxes that we should know about? This is from a pro standpoint. Of course, Danny, a lot has changed for 2022. There are two top things which I would like to mention, and they would be tax loss harvesting and Roth conversion. With most asset classes down this year, this is a great opportunity for tax loss harvesting. In fact, at Annex, we are combining tax loss harvesting with Roth conversion strategies, keeping clients in lower tax brackets. Again, this is something which is not for everybody. Both tax loss harvesting and Roth conversions are complex calculations. So you need to work with your financial advisor and your tax person so they can work in conjunction to get the best results for you. Tanya Sinha, CPA and Manager of Tax Planning, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Danny. I appreciate it. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks to you and your team. Thanks, Danny. Get your 2022 tax reference guide from Annex Wealth Management today. You can download that at AnnexWealth.com. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. More to come, including Ask Annex and a chat with Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Quick break. We're going to be back. 92.5 Fox News. How will tax increases in the Inflation Reduction Act affect your investment and retirement goals? It's time to reevaluate your plan. The Annex Wealth Management team has reviewed the new law and is ready to give your plan an independent review. No products to push on you, just serious planning. The in-house Annex team creates comprehensive plans that play out hundreds of possible scenarios, including sky-high inflation, lifestyle changes, and additional taxes. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? It was drilled into our heads. Do the right thing. Put away and save money while you're working. Don't touch it. Keep building it. And it's hard to argue because that's an excellent way to build a solid nest egg to draw upon when retirement happens. But what happens when our human nature creeps in? After all, there's a psychology behind spending in retirement. And that's what we're going to talk about with Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, right or wrong, Deanne, we should save and invest as we go along until every day becomes a Saturday. What's wrong with that? Yes, Jenny, we should. And most people feel they are doing the right thing, putting away their money in retirement plans, plus savings, maybe even a 529 for tuition planning. The point 
point is they're saving while they're working. They're told, don't touch it, just keep building. Then when the excitement of retirement is upon them and that dust settles, they realize they need to replace their work paycheck. Is that hard for them to grasp that? Decades, they've been seeing paychecks, and then they turn into the ones who are issuing the paycheck. And it's not coming in anymore. It's it's going out. Does that mess with our heads? I'm kind of a glass half empty guy anyway. I don't see you that way, Danny, but it does mess with our heads. It's interesting, actually. They're used to socking away for other things, like putting money away to buy a car, or even in that college tuition plan. And they know that when it's time for tuition, they pull the money out of the plan, it seems natural. They're ready to buy the car or put the down payment on the house. They just do it. But somehow, for some reason, they get the psychology of, well, I'm not working anymore, so I can't let that retirement pot of money go down at all. This is actually false. It's supposed to go down. It's supposed to fund our retirement. But there are all sorts of unknowns that play into our fears, such as, how long will I live? Could I outlive my money? How much will I need if healthcare keeps going up? And Of course, I want to have enough money to do the fun things. And we all know without doing a financial plan, this can lead someone to stress out and go into the psychology of, well, I have to have actual income coming in to offset those expenditures. Even if people have substantial assets, do you find that they get nervous about running out of money? Absolutely, they do. They go from hearing, don't touch it, to touch it, and they they do fear running out. What they're not taking into consideration, though, there's still growth on their assets happening over time. They got the snowball in motion. They're not taking the entire thing out and putting it under a mattress, okay? So it is the power of compound interest working over the decades. Also, something, especially for women, comes into play. It's called bag lady syndrome, so... (laughs) So this is the psychology. No matter where you are, how much you have, you have a fear of outlasting your assets and being a burden on your family. How hard is the fight to turn on Social Security at the right time? Do we feel that it's like, oh, 62, I want to get something? So I'm really glad you're bringing this up because many people then turn mentally to needing income in retirement to be able to pay their expenses when they can't get their head around, just pull from my retirement funds. So they turn on Social Security, and maybe they will turn it on right away. They retire, here they go. What they're doing is giving up the growth of their payment and what their payment would be in the future because of their fear of not having immediate income stream. But this is exactly why they've been putting away that money. Remember to pull it out, use it for expenses. This is one of the biggest, I'll say it, mistakes that we as planners can see. People turn on all their sources of income right away when they retire, not thinking about the tax consequences, their cash flow situation, not thinking about how much they really actually need and how it might impact them, and not really doing the planning period. They just turn on the cash flows and try to deal with it from there. And this is where it's really all about that math. And we've got tools to help. One is the, at least what I think, the inelegantly named bucket strategy. <laughs> yeah, so we like to think of expenses in two different branches or tranches, buckets, if you will. Ooh, tranche is much fancier. <laughs> the first tranche is your expenses that you have to have. So basically, I have to have these basic expenses to keep my life running. Rent, mortgage, utilities, basic food in the fridge, gas in the car, personal maintenance. The second bucket is the fun bucket, I call it, the discretionary tranche or the, hey, I want to have bucket, not I need to have. This bucket might contain travel, extra entertainment, above and beyond expenditures, those sporting season tickets, for example. Now, the two buckets 
equally important. However, if you think about it, the first bucket we have no control over. We got to pay our utility bills no matter what. The second bucket, however, we can expand and contract as we wish. It's discretionary. We controlled it. That psychologically gives us more freedom, especially in that early part of retirement. It's really important if we retire into a down stock market that we feel we have some flexibility. Look at what happened with people who might have retired in March during the COVID lockdown of 2020. Market went down sharply. What planning can do is keep newly retired people in times like that from saying, oh, gee, now I'm going to have to go out and get another job or I'll have to keep working and not be able to retire. It's about planning. It's about financial plans. And when we say financial plans, we're talking about running countless scenarios and possibilities that include a lot of projections. Absolutely. Planning makes us feel better about this bucket of money we've saved as a whole. It shows that over time, if properly invested, it keeps growing and working for us. So whatever life brings, we have a better understanding of how it impacts our money and our future. So in our last 30 seconds or so, I've got to ask, should we feel guilty if in the first part of retirement we spend more? And please tell me no. <laughs> no, not at all. Just be cognizant of it. People do usually spend more in their first year or so. We call it the go-go years. So even in their first decade. But this is, again, where planning can really help out. Right there. It's about planning. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We're back and it's time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? You head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. And as always, if we can help, you uh, click that Get Started button. Joining me in the studio, Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager. Welcome. Thank you. And Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Thanks, Danny. Good to have you guys here. Our first question is from James. How much inflation do you need to put into your 529 calculations for cost of college per year? I've got a five-year-old and I'm trying to project... I talked to our financial planning team to determine how we calculate that. And it was an interesting conversation because we figured that college costs are outpacing inflation by about a percent. Whatever we use for inflation, and right now we're currently using 3% because that's a historical average, we use 1% more for calculating college costs, which is 4 Now, we might be adjusting those numbers with what's going on in inflation now, and it can be different depending on the college that you're going to. And some states have actually had a tuition moratorium on increases. But in general, we're expecting it to go up a little bit more, get a little bit more expensive than typical inflation. Sarah, are you writing checks for college? Oh, yeah. You are. Did you do the 529? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Next is anonymous, and it's kind of long, so here we go. I have a fully vested 401k from company A that I left last year, and I'm building a new 401k with company B. I have to be with company B for three years before the account is 100% vested. I think I'd like to move all of company A's money into B's account. However, I'm not sure I'll be at company B for two more years. Nothing bad, just uncertain. My friend says that is reason enough to keep them separate. If separate, what are the downsides? Well, I don't think you should let the time frame you're going to be at the company determine whether or not you're going to roll over that old 401k into the new 401k. But instead, what you should look at is the different investment options and the different costs in both of those in those different plans. Do you want to keep track of two different accounts? You're going to be responsible for rebalancing these on a regular basis. Is that going to be too cumbersome? If you want to keep it simple, then you would probably want to roll it over. You also have the opportunity of rolling the older one over into an IRA, which 
which would give you an open architecture of investment options, and then would also allow you the opportunity to have it professionally managed. So if you want simplicity, roll it over. If you don't and you want more options, possibly more diversification, then I would keep it separately. Yeah, we say this often. If you're taking a new job and you've got a 401k, reach out to us. We can help on that. Next on Ask Annex is from Phil. How long does it typically take for a new client to have their accounts fully transferred and managed by Annex? Hours? Days? Weeks? Well, Danny, this is another one of those answers where it depends. Yeah. So there's some cases where it's very, very easy. If you're opening up a new account and you're funding it with cash, that can typically happen in two to four days. Uh, if your accounts are with a custodian that we work with, sometimes that can happen even in less time than that. But it really depends on the departing firm, not the uh, destination firm. So there's some firms that are very good about processing the outflowing cash to the new one. Happen very quickly. Some of them, they hold onto it with everything they've got. Typically, you can see between two days to two months. Okay. But the nice thing here is we've got our operations team and our customer service managers. They're on top of the whole thing. They're chasing. They're they're working with the other firms to bring it over. So so as a client, all you really have to do is sign a little bit of paperwork and then maybe jump in every once in a while if we have to do a combined call. But we drive the process. Next one's anonymous. I need to take my first RMD by year end. Do I try to time it for an up day in the market? Well, you can try and time it. I mean, it wouldn't hurt you to sell when the when the market's up, but it's really not going to move the needle very much. You know, we have clients that take it at the beginning of the year. We have clients that take it at the end of the year. We have clients that take it monthly. So it's just a matter of maybe when you need the funds, but I don't think it'll really make a difference on if you wait for an up day or not. Next yeah. one. Yes. Sometimes simplicity in this case is, is better, you know, because you might find out at the end of the year, oh, I'd have been better off doing this. When do you need the money? And do you really want to be watching daily to find the maximum day? Mm-hmm. Next one is also anonymous. I have a beneficiary IRA. Can I take it this year and dump it into a regular IRA? Or is that a type of laundering? (laughs) Uh, No and no. (laughs) So uh, I wish we could do that. So beneficiary IRAs act from a tax standpoint, just like IRAs, in that when you take the money out, it's taxed as income. But the rules around getting at the money are a little bit different. So for an IRA, you can't get at it without 10% penalty without certain circumstances until age 59 and a half. With a beneficiary IRA, you're going to have to start taking money out in an earlier time frame. And it also depends on when did you inherit the IRA? Was it pre-secure act or post-secure act? Pre-secure act, you can spread out your required minimum distributions over your lifetime. Post-secure act, you have 10 years, but you don't have to take it all out in one year. So it gives you some opportunities to do some tax planning. And we like to take a look at what's your tax year look like. Let's say you have a low income year. You're taxes are going to be down. Maybe you take out beyond the required minimum distribution, the beneficiary IRA, take out a little bit more. So it really comes down to tax planning and what your distribution strategy is. And our last one is from Katie. I saw something on TikTok that suggested parents should add their baby as an authorized user on their credit card so the child would build credit. Is that ridiculous? Yes, that's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. First of all, the credit card companies use the primary holder social security number for the credit, not an authorized user. You can put your children as an authorized user so they have access to be able to make charges and their names on the card, but it's not associated with their social security number. The best thing you should do is when your child turns 18, have them open up a credit card, have them pay maybe their cable bill or their cell phone bill, auto pay out of that credit card, something that's a monthly bill and that comes automatically gets paid out of their bank account and then that will help them establish credit. Sarah Kyle's a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're welcome. And Randy Winkler, CFP and wealth manager. Thank you. Sure, Danny. More to come. Please stick around. We're going to be right back with Robert Chastain, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. 
The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Know the Difference with Annex Wealth Management, Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Hey, Robert. Hi, Danny. Let's call this a find out segment. This is one of the things that as we sit down with you as a fairly new client of Annex Wealth Management, we're going to ask a lot of questions and there are no right or wrong answers. Robert, one of the questions that's going to come up might not be the first is, are you debt free? And not all debt is created equal and having debt is not a terrible thing. We just need to kind of figure that out. Well, true. I always look at debt this way. If I'm paying twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year in interest payments, that's twelve, fifteen, or twenty thousand dollars that can't go to fund, can't go to charity, can't go any other place but covering that debt. But I do understand sometimes maybe you want a boat, maybe you want a camper, and you know, making some small payments is one thing, but having a debt load of debt, no pun intended, it's just taking away from other things that you could be doing that are much more fun than servicing that debt. Another question we'll ask is, are your dependents independent? And that could be maybe you're in a sandwich generation where you've got kids or maybe you've got elderly parents. Yeah. And, you know, uh, some people in their 50s, 60s are taking their parents back in. But on the other hand, too, some kids are not launching. And just having extra mouse under, under your roof costs money. And it's okay if that happens, but let us build that into your plan to see what see how it looks and make sure that it's not delaying you from doing what you really want to accomplish. Another interesting question is, do you have a stress-tested financial plan? And maybe if you're coming to us at Annex Wealth Management from somewhere else, you've got a plan. One thing we'll do is we'll work it pretty hard and make sure that it is stressed. Well, if you have an annex plan, I know it's stress-tested, and it'll be stress-tested through a Monte Carlo process a thousand different ways, and you will know what that looks like from the best-case scenario to the worst-case scenario, and that's really what you want, so it gives you a comfort level if the market performs worst-case scenario for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whether or not you're going to be okay. Here's one that's kind of out of bounds, but I think it's important, and we've talked about this before, where you need to have a purpose after retirement. You need to be retiring to something rather than from something, and the question we'll ask is, do you have a trusted sounding board? A sounding board is good as long as it's an intelligent sounding board. What I mean by that is, if you're getting advice from us at Annex, bounce those ideas off people you trust. We feel fine if you double check us because we really do feel like we give sound advice based on your situation and it never hurts to have a different perspective. We're with Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Working through a 10-point checklist of some questions we might ask you talking about retirement. I'm calling this a find out segment because if you're not sure, get a hold of Annex and find out. Next one is, are your legal documents in order? Oh, this is a very important one. You know, the last thing you want is to have all of your assets have to go through probate. And what what some people don't realize, the probate process, there's no privacy in that. So if you have a very complex estate or sizable assets, everybody and their brother can find out everything you're doing if it's going through probate. Now, if you have all of your assets listed in a trust, then it's private. And it probably 
is better at protecting your beneficiaries if all of your assets are in a trust because everything will be done exactly as you list it in your trust. With probate, you're in a court and some of those things could be decided differently from what you really wanted to happen with your assets. Next question kind of gets back to life after retirement or maybe life in retirement. Do you have a passion project? This is a very interesting one, Danny, because it hits closer to home because I did retire for a few years and I got depressed. I just didn't have a reason for being. If you are going to retire, have some hobbies, have some groups. That's one of the reasons why I officiate football, basketball, and soccer. Have groups of people you can be around, give back, contribute to society, your community, and you'll feel a lot better about yourself. We're encouraging you to go through a list and find out. Here's one. Find out. Can you replace your paycheck? And again, I'll uh, leave that up to our investment team, our planning, our tax planning. And you will know with your financial plan and annex whether or not we can replace your paycheck. That would probably influence your decision to retire or not to retire, depending on what those uh, numbers show you. Here's something else you want to find out. Have you adjusted for inflation? Boy, that is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Boy, it sure is, you know. And it's what's interesting about inflation, this is really the first time in a long time that we've dealt with it. So most people in this industry haven't seen it before, and it's real. And right now, if you buy gas, you buy groceries, you're buying anything, you realize that your money is not going as far as it used to. So you're probably going to need a little bit more money to cover for that inflation. And that is one thing that we do have built into our calculations. Here's our final find out. Are you investing for the long term? Because retirement doesn't mean that you're out of the market. Very interesting question. You know, depending on your age, everyone's situation is different. But history teaches us that you must invest for the long term. And I used to always ask a uh, business partner of mine, what if you develop a case of longevity? (laughs) And you never planned for it. (laughs) You better have a plan in place and you better have a plan that gets you to those ages. Robert Chastain is Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Thanks for jumping on today. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Joining us, Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome, Brandon. Danny, good to see you. This is a busy guy, ladies and gentlemen. He works with a variety of clients. Many tend to be executives and business owners who can tend to have specialized needs. Going to talk about four key discussion points and what our Annex Executive Program can do for these individuals. Annex Executive exists. We don't talk about it all the time. We sure make it available to our clients when we sit down if it meets their needs. Correct. It's unique in two different ways. There's one, Annex Executive is really tailored and the tools are tailored towards that executive individual. And what I mean by that is somebody who works for a corporation in the C-suite or in that executive suite where they have a very complex compensation structure. It's not just, here's your salary, here's your bonus. There's there's different stock options. There's thing called phantom stocks or stock appreciation, right? There's all these different things. So we take that into account. But then there's another side of Annex Executive that gets very little discussion externally, but we also work with 
certain corporations that their senior executive team, those corporations cover their financial planning fee. And we are one of the recommended firms for them for that fee to be paid. There's two areas there. The first is stock options and a need for a strategy. Kind of obvious, but important. Yeah. Why that is so important. Folks who tend to be in these positions, right? Executives, C-suite folks. When you look at where they are, they've gotten where they are because they're so good at their job. A lot of time they don't have the time to devote to understanding their complex compensation structure. So it's our job to come in and one, explain it, two, guide them through it, three, understand the tax implications, how this is going to work, and how does it fit into your long-term plan? Because they're really busy doing what they do. That is an understatement for all of them, really. Brandon Lehman is Director of Branch Development, CFP, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, joining us to talk about Annex Executive Program and how it can help business owners and executives. Annex Executive provides guidance for something called net unrealized appreciation. If you've listened to these shows for a while, I'm sure you've heard that phrase. This is important. It can be unique one-time planning opportunity. One time is key to this. In working with the team that we have here at Annex, and, and I want to give a lot of credit to the team that we have, net unrealized appreciation is a complex opportunity that the IRS has given you through the 401k process or the saving you've done. It really only applies to publicly traded corporations for the most part. When you look at it for publicly traded corporations, you're looking for stock owned inside the plan. Net unrealized appreciation allows us to pull that out and utilize it and move it into a different type of tax status. It's a very complex process. You alluded to it. If you don't do it right, it's wrong. And we've encountered it once or twice where somebody thought they were doing the right thing in the past. They sat down with us and say, hey, we want to do this. And you look at it and go, actually, I'm sorry, you can't because there's certain gates and certain windows that have to be met to make it applicable. There's other ideas and you get really into the tax thing. And again, when you back up and you look at why Annex, and I'm throwing this out there, is because of the amazing team that we have here. Talking about tax planning, we've got to say we're not talking about getting returns done by mid-April. This is year-round tax planning. Yeah, and this is what's so important. So I want to use an analogy. There's a corporation here near our headquarters that we work very closely with. You know, We watch their stock, and the reason we watch it so close from a tax standpoint not as you know, the investment team, they do their job, but from a tax standpoint is because we work with a lot of folks there who have stock options. Well, we need to know when to exercise. We need to understand the spreads. We, and then we can look at them and say, based on our analysis, let's take this and exercise now. So the complexities that go along with it, and then what we do, I want to say it's a requirement really, is they need to get us their pay stubs every quarter. We're constantly updating. This is what it looks like. Here are your options for the rest of the year. Okay. Annex Executive Program can certainly help when there's questions about deferred comp. Oh, deferred comp is one of my favorites because it's one of the ones that tends to be skipped the most, surprisingly, and it's not intentional. But I've ran into a lot of folks where they say, oh, you know what? I, I do have deferred comp. What should we do? And then we'll sit down again on the tax planning side, and we can illustrate different situations about different types of deferrals. Then we look at deferral windows when is it coming in? How should we structure it? And all of those, what I call fun, right? The fun nuances to us basically just say, this is our recommendation and they can go and get it done where we do all that work. And frankly, we love it. It's complex, it's enjoyable, and you can see how it has an instant impact for clients in the long term. The clients that we work with in the Annex Executive Program, they're used to having a team behind them at their company. Same thing can happen with Annex Executive here. Oh, yeah. We talk about wealth manager and how we're structured, right? The wealth manager at Annex is that point person. I call him the quarterback. 
doesn't mean we have all the answers, but behind us, we have a team of experts, which is so amazing to be able to rely on that team and utilize them to build and help all of our clients. Stock options, net unrealized appreciation, tax planning, deferred compensation, business executives, business owners. Put the Annex Executive Team to work to handle your unique financial planning needs. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, part of the Annex Executive Program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. We're going to be back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Used to be a retirement plan was working 40 years. Get the gold watch, walk out the door to see what was next, if anything. That was then, this is now. We're in an age of retirement redefined, and retirement could last a long time. At Annex Wealth Management, we get it. That's why our investment, retirement, tax, and estate teams are ready to create a comprehensive plan to help deliver the retirement you desire. It's time to know the difference. Work with a fee-only fiduciary. Retirement redefined. AnnexWealth.com. Ask 1,600 Americans between 60 and 79 if they saved enough money, and if not, why not? Interesting stuff. Joining us is a guy who lives and breathes this as a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Randy Winkler. Thanks, Danny. Glad to be here. Let's go through all 10 of these. And I want, I want your reaction because as part of the financial planning team, you must run into this all the time. Yes, we do. Okay. The first, having very low financial literacy. That one's very common and we do a very poor job in our country in training people on how to deal with money. When I think back to when I was in high school and that was a long time ago, I learned how to sew and how to woodwork and cook, all useful things, but I never learned how to balance a checkbook about compound interest, the uses and dangers of a credit card, investing. These are things that just aren't trained. And I think it's gotten a little better, but for the most part, we aren't taught that. You have to learn on your own, and most people learn through painful mistakes. We're talking about retirement killers. Some of these things are preventable, some they're not. And the next one is being struck by poor health that prevents you from working. That's a real big one. Uh, Insurance is not something that's fun to talk about. I generally joke that you want your insurance to be a waste of money. You don't want to be getting your money's worth out of your insurance, but you really need to have it. Planning for the fun stuff, the big trips, the great retirement, buying the cabin, the cruises, that's great. But if you don't have health or if you have some sort of a long-term care event and you're not prepared for it, it can use up all those other the resources very quickly. Talking retirement killers, being laid off and spending a period unemployed. It happens. I've had two in my career. Right. It's a big one. And that's why it's so important to have an emergency fund. A lot of people that get started on investing, they want to go right there because it's more fun. It's more interesting and exciting. It's kind of boring to have an emergency fund, but it's not boring when you need it, when you're laid off and you need to get that money out of savings. Is that the first thing you should fund? Yes. Because it, you don't want to have your money in the market, which has volatility, and then you get laid off at a time that's not conducive to making a withdrawal. You want your emergency fund to be in something very boring, very stable. You're not going to get a great rate of return. You probably want it in a uh, savings account, something that's accessible when you need it and isn't going to be affected by uh, volatility in the market. Just the emergency fund, it shouldn't be your general savings fund? You could put them together. It depends. Mine, mine is together, but I have a spreadsheet that breaks it up into different <laughs> segments. You're laughing because of, I... Of course I'm, you do. I'm known for my spreadsheets. But as long as you know what it's for and then to work to building it up, the general guideline is three to six months of expenses. So what would you need to continue to pay if you no longer had a paycheck coming in? And it's got to be accessible. Some people say, well, I put it in a CD to get a little better rate of return. You can't plan your being laid off around when your CD is coming due and you don't want to pay those penalties. So it's got to be in something accessible and dull. Talking retirement killers, earning less than expected. That's another big one. This 
goes along with the first one where you're laid off or we'll see career changers. This happened to me. I used to be a computer programmer and I switched over into this field and had a dramatic change in my pay situation. It's a big adjustment and you can't continue to spend when you're making less money. You have to take a look at your discretionary and non-discretionary spending. You have to make sure that you can cover your mortgage, food, gas for your car. Then there's the discretionary spending, going to the movies, going out to eat. Those are the things that you can cut out. And one thing with Annex Wealth Management plans is they're living and breathing. So when people's conditions changes, their lives changes, we adjust that. Right. In our planning tool, we have something called the Decision Center. This is really fun for the clients and for the advisors. They come in and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a new car. I'm thinking about buying a cabin or I'm thinking about retiring early. Or, you know, what if I live to be 100? We can plug it in and see what the effect it has on the plan. They can make informed decisions based on running scenarios. Next retirement killer, getting divorced. Yes, divorce is something that hopefully you're not planning for uh, it happening, but it does happen and you need to have a plan. So there's a designation in the financial industry called a certified divorce financial analyst. Deanne is one. Yes, Deanne Phillips right here. She's an expert. She specializes in that kind of thing. It's really a good idea to get advice because there's a lot of landmines there that if you make a bad decision, it's going to be with you forever. Next retirement killer making bad investments. There's a difference between investing and speculating. Speculating is very interesting and very fun. And if you're going to do it, do it with a very small percentage of your money because it's not investing. Investing should be kind of boring. You've got a well-allocated portfolio. You're not reacting to, oh, the market's up today or the market's down. There's yeah. been so many of them. If you go back in history, there's the uh, the great tulip crisis. Sure. It was very interesting where people were selling their houses to buy tulip bulbs because it was a, it was a bubble. Remember, everybody remembers the tech stocks. Next retirement killer, getting hit by major medical bills. And again, hard to avoid that. Yes. And again, that goes with the emergency fund and making sure you're properly insured. Can't tell you how many times we see things where people leave to start their own business, haven't thought about insurance, and then something happens. That's just a devastating injury. Uh, there's some planning you can do there, even retiring early. There's something called COBRA, where if you no longer have employee insurance, you can get that for a short period of time. Well, that's not cheap, but no. yeah, it is available. Again, yep. like I said, insurance is expensive until you need it. Talking retirement killers. Next one, overestimating Social Security. Social Security should be a supplement to your retirement plan. A lot of people think that, oh, I don't need to plan. It's all going to be taken care of by Social Security. It's not as much as you think. Uh, It should probably be 40% or less of your income. It's great as a supplement, but it's not everything. You're not going to be able to maintain your lifestyle if you're planning on just living off of Social Security. Next retirement killer, not making long-term plans. That's your world. Right. That goes right along with the next one. Why do I need to plan for retirement? I've got Social Security. You know, Social Security is one of the three legs of the stool uh, when you're putting together your plan. And one of them isn't even there as much. It used to be pensions. We used to see pensions, investments, and Social Security. Don't see pensions that often anymore. So you really have to put a lot of time and effort into the investment side because that's where the bulk of your retirement paycheck is going to come from. The last retirement killer, procrastinating. Yeah, I have to joke that procrastinating was last. But a lot of people think, oh, I'll get to it, or I don't have time now, or it's not that important, or I'm 25 and I'm in my first job. I'll worry about when I'm 35. And when you're 35, you're buying a house and you got kids and I'll worry about it at 45. They say the best time to start investing is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Randy Winkler, CFP at Annex. Thank you for joining us. Always love to be here, Danny. 
Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We're back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, this show will be in podcast form on Spotify at the top of the hour. So if you came in late or if you heard it and were really interested and you want to hear it again, that's fine with us. Head to Spotify. Again, it's AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button to get things going. I'm Danny Clayton. Jason Cooper is with us today. He's a trader and a research analyst, right along with Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. You know, thanks, Danny. But I have to tell you, we were, uh, we had a lot of interesting news that came out this week. Of course, we saw the rally, and of course, some decisions out of the election. We still have uh, some time to go yet, and some decisions to make. But both of those, along with the Federal Reserve, is starting to give us some clarity as we get to the end of the year. But there's still this uneasy feeling about people in in how they put their portfolios together, and they're looking for safety trades. One of those safety trades in the past has been gold. Well, gold got a real kick in the pants this week out of the story that came out with cryptocurrency. If you haven't seen this story, folks, and not everyone has, please explain it, Jason. I'll do my best. Just a bit of background, there were two entities that I guess we should discuss. There's Almeida Research, and then there is FTX. Both of them are owned and run by Sam Blankman-Fried. Almeida, you can think of that as comparable to a hedge fund, whereas FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. What it appears happened is that over the weekend, CZ, who runs Binance, had $500 million of FTT, which is a token that was issued by FTX. This is getting complicated, but Collateralized okay. by nothing, just yeah. a token that they issued. Right. Now, he decided that there were problems at FTX and wanted to liquidate that. When that happened, the price broke down, and it went over the last week down effectively 90%. The problem is that it emerged that FTX had used that as collateral for loans that they made to Almeida Research. So apparently Almeida was operating at a massive loss, and there was supposed to be a Chinese wall between the two entities. And what FTX did was they took customer deposits, transferred them to Almeida, and as FTX was liquidated, all of these various entities had to liquidate their own cryptocurrencies, putting downward pressure across the entire space. Effectively, what happened was alleged fraud, where FTX clients had their assets given to an entity that employed massive amounts of risk, and now those assets no longer exist. Right, alleged fraud, and of course, alleged, he, alleged fraud, and of course, he stepped down on Friday. The younger fellow, who is the Sam Blankenfried, SBF for short. Yeah, right. He so he <laughs> stepped down on Friday, but of course, they're already lining up to see how this is going to happen. But again, folks, we've talked about this on this show: the fact that cryptocurrency was looked at more as a commodity than a security. So the SEC was had no oversight over this at the moment. We're going to have to watch how that changes. How big was FTX? I mean, they had a stadium, yeah. stadium naming rights, exactly right? right? So it's going to be a contagion. I hope it doesn't come, become a contagion, but of course, that whole cryptocurrency is going to be something that we're going to have to watch. And of course, people are saying, where do we go with those assets that may have been in it? And gold looks to be a beneficiary at the same time the U.S. dollar is moving. And I just want you real quickly to explain that combination. Sure. So, The way that I would look at it is what are real interest rates in the United States doing? The real interest rate is the inflation-adjusted rate 
paid out to bondholders. And when we saw rates drop on Thursday, it was driven, I think, by a 23 basis point decrease in real rates. Now, when you think about gold, it's a non-yielding asset. It's effectively an infinite duration asset that persists into perpetuity, whereas treasuries pay a yield and hopefully a real yield. As that real yield declines, the relative value of owning gold it becomes increasingly attractive. So this decline in real yields is a very catalytic moment for gold as an investment. And if you're listening to this and you just want to drive into the embankment <laughs> because it sounds so complicated, let me tell you, we have assembled a really solid team of people that will overlook this portfolio and make sure that you are aligned and that your asset allocation is aligned with your financial plan. Folks, go to our website, AnnexWealth.com, hit that Get Started button, and we will begin to help you through through this process. Love to do it for you. Investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. Most importantly, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. If you're working with somebody else, you know what? Maybe this is the time to find out. Do you need comprehensive planning from a fee-only fiduciary? Find out. Is there a difference? Find out. Take that next step. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Now is the time. Annex Wealth Management is ready. See you back here next Sunday, noon, on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.